Hey everyone, and thank you for checking out this message today. I'm Reed Robinette. I'm the senior pastor at Crossroads Church in Maryland, and we hope this message encourages you and challenges you. We believe that everybody has a next step of faith to take, and I hope this message helps you take yours. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. Welcome again to Crossroads. I am glad that you are here. If you're joining us online, welcome to you as well. Um, what do you uh, like first, good news or bad news? I've gotten only good news this morning. I look at that response. Isn't that great? You're like, oh, thank God, finally. Some good. How many of you uh, remember during the pandemic when we were in lockdown? Did you, anybody watch some good news with John Krasinski? Did anybody watch that? If not, you think this is a completely original idea, and so we'll take credit for it. But anyway, um, the only bad news this morning is bad news that I just received right back here behind the curtain. When the band was coming off, um, Brian, our bass player, said, Your microphone was not muted the entire time. And so, um, number one, the band had to listen to me sing really loudly in their ears, like the entire time. And I am praying that whoever was on our live stream, it did not it come across the whole internet. Because there's a reason that I do this part of the service and not the first part of the service. Um, but still good news is the theme that we've picked for our Christmas See, You can tell it's Christmas season. We decorated the place. And the, the issue, I believe, with Christmas being good news um, has a, a bunch of, of different uh, problems that we deal with when we try to convince everybody that Christmas is still good news. That's, by the way, that's what we're going to do over the next four weeks. We're going to try to convince everybody Christmas is still good news. Here's a few of the hurdles that we face. Um, one of them is, is, I'll call it a religious hurdle. Like this is not your first rodeo probably with this, is it? Not your first Christmas that you've ever you know, come to a church and you, you sort of know the gig. Uh, it's going to be the same story, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, it's the same one. And, and sometimes I think that it creates a barrier for us to actually hear good news because it's old news. <laughs> and so my first challenge is, I know you've probably done this before. Don't let that be a barrier to what God might want to do in your life this season, because I believe Christmas is still good news. Second, second barrier, I think, is I'll call it just a personal barrier, because while this is probably not your first Christmas. It might be your first Christmas in a season of life that is unlike any that you have been through before, or maybe it's the first one without someone who really means a whole lot to you. And, and I certainly understand that. I've been through that myself. And what I want to encourage you on is when we sing joy, joy, and you're like, man, this is heavy. Um, that, know that that's okay and that you're in good company here. And don't let the personal stuff prevent God from meeting you. Maybe God wants to meet you in the midst of that. Um, so, um, you know, don't let, because you've done it before, uh, prevent you from hearing from God 
this Christmas. Don't, don't let whatever personally is going on prevent you from hearing from God. Because you do want good news. You all said it right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, if it's only, if there's just good news, I'll sign me up. The last hurdle I think to be aware of is one I'll, I'll just call it a cultural um, barrier where there's so many things th- that are already on the expectation list um, that you didn't choose. <laughs> Someone, and who knows who it was, if we could find them, we would probably, you know, pummel them somewhere. But but there's all sorts of expectations that have already been placed on you. And oftentimes, maybe they were hopes to begin with that became expectations, and then they become disappointments. And you're sort of seeing these things coming, knowing that the perfect Christmas is not going to happen. I hope I didn't ruin that for anybody. It won't be perfect. It usually isn't, but that's okay. It can still be good news. So don't let the cultural or the personal or the religious aspects of celebrating Christmas mask or or block what God might want to do in your life this Christmas. Um, the title, Still Good News, uh, comes from, yes, we ripped it off from uh, John Krasinski, but good news is actually what the angels said that the Christmas message was, like all the way back at the original. That was the message, that there was going to be good news. We're going to read that from Luke chapter 2 in just a moment. And, and So the good news, the angel said, was going to do a couple of things. One, it was going to produce joy that will cause great joy for all people. So so this particular good news that is the message of Christmas is supposed to have this kind of power, this kind of potency. And my guess is if you've looked around the past few Christmases, not many people act like they're getting a ton of good news. (laughs) I just watch them. I watch the news, watch the mall, watch the... And and so the question is, what happened to the goodness of the news? It was supposed to be good news to start with. And and I um, have heard, and you have too, if you've been around church world for any length of time, that the problem is we've taken Christ out of Christmas. Have you heard that? Yeah, right. And that's a problem because all of the um, peace on earth, goodwill to man, joy, all of that, you can't get that without the person (laughs) that provides it. And the season doesn't provide it. (laughs) Probably you know that already. The person provides it. So if we take the person out of the season, we're in bad shape. But... I'll give you one that I think is much less talked about that is just as to, just as much to blame for making the good news not as good anymore. What happened to the good news? We happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, mm. um, let's talk about putting the Christ back in Christmas. Well, what if we could spend as much energy and time and thought process um, putting the Christ back in Christians, wouldn't that be something? And maybe that would make the news good news. Um, all right, maybe that's a, a you know sort of uh, esoteric thought. 
we wanted to give you, what does that really look like? I mean, what, what, how, what are you talking about that put the Christ back in Christians? Well, um, take a look. I want to introduce you to somebody. This is Angry Ian. I think he'll explain it for us. Take a look. I have a passionate subject that's just got me triggered, especially this time of year. It happens all the time where you just have materialism during the time of year where giving should be just paramount. I mean, take a look at this. Look, what is this? Pagan folklore in our town. I'm telling you right now, I am just triggered. Triggered, I tell you, triggered. Would you take a look? Take a look at that. I mean, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was born in a lowly manger in the town of David, the city of Bethlehem. And this is the way we choose to commemorate such a precious and gay. I know my grandpappy's turning in his grave right now. What is every time you put on a hot cup of coffee, somebody's got to come to what it? Tis the season to shut up. Now I'm sure when the Lord created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void, the biggest thing on his mind was decking the halls. Now if you go down one block that way, that's where they keep all the pagans. Thank you and good night. You know what, Charlie Brown was right. It's the over-commercialization of Christmas, and I think everyone's missing the point on this. Maybe you're missing the point. So, this Christmas, for the love of God, help us put the Christ back in Ian. No. What if, what if this month we worked on putting the Christ back in us? What if we work, what if, here's the question of the month. Am I good news for anybody? Am I a message of good news for anybody? Maybe uh, we would be impacted in our own lives a little bit more this Christmas. All right, let, let me read to you the original. Um, I know as soon as I start reading, you're going to think of Linus, and uh, and that's okay. But this is what the angel said in the first Christmas about the message, about the message that we're going to proclaim over the next three or four weeks. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, or as Linus said, sore afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be assigned to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God 
and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is good news. And did you see the flow? I mean, it starts with a bunch of people, shepherds, actually, who are afraid. And then there's the message. And then there's praising God. And, and, And I would invite you into this same pattern over the next three weeks as we get ready for Christmas. Make Advent a a moving from whatever is weighing heavy on you right now, whatever the fear is about the season that's coming up. And listen to the message and then allow the message to be promoted through you that produces glory for God. Wouldn't that be a win if we did that together uh, this season? So let's, let's become students of this first message. Uh, it had three specific components when it was proclaimed the first time. The, the angel said, I proclaim to you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Let's take them in order. First, good news. You know this one. We started the service with it. You know the difference between good news and bad news. And when you see it, you know it. It's, you don't even hardly have to think about it. Watch, I'll give you a little test. This will be so quick. You won't even have to study for this test. You'll get 100%. It's a good news, bad news test. Ready? Number one, is this good news or bad news? All wars have ended. No more violence in the world. Yeah, see that? You know good news when you see it. Next one, good news or bad news? Inflation hits 25%. Bad news. Did anybody waver on that one? Yeah, I don't know. That's, um, next one. Found a cure for all types of cancer. Praise God, right? Good news. You know good news when you see it. All right, last one. Ravens win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. See, I shouldn't have put that one up there. And, and, and it's different because it's not news, right? Because it hasn't happened yet. News is something that is already... All right, take that down. It's gonna, we're going to cause a revolt. Um, you know good news. You know the difference between good news and bad news. And, and one of the components that you know about good news is if it's going to be good news, it also has to be true news, doesn't it? Yeah. Some are like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. If the news isn't true, it's not that good. Fake news is not good. Would you agree? Amen. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, well, sometimes it sounds good in the beginning, but it always comes back around and whaps you, doesn't it? (laughs) If it's fake. And I think this is one of the places that we miss the good news is good news is also true news. And the message of Christmas is not um, once upon a time. It is an event that it is news of something that happened. God, the almighty creator put on skin, and was born, stepped into time and space. That is the news. And if it's not true, it's not good. If it's, uh, if it's just an old wives' tale or just a nice story to tell kids, it's not all that good. It just isn't. But let's start there. In, in the uh, chapter before Luke talked about the angels, the gospel writer Luke, 
at the very beginning, first sentence in his gospel, he lets us know whether he thinks what he's writing is true or not. Let me read it to you. Luke chapter 1. It starts this way. Many have undertaken, how many is many? I don't know. Um, more than one, four, 40, I don't know. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. He, he's writing about the life of Jesus. I don't know how many many is, but can I ask you this question? How many people are going to stop and draw up an undertaking of my life or yours? Not many. <laughs> so whatever many is, not many are going to do that for us. Many did this, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, Luke writes, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know with certainty, the certainty of the things that you have been taught. Does this sound like something that Luke believes is true? I'm going with yes here. <laughs> this reads very different than once upon a time. And, and, and so maybe we start the good news process by understanding that good news is also true news. That the birth of Jesus was this announcement. And, and that one uh, plays a role in the other. In other words, there is an emotional, maybe subconscious uh, reaction to news that is good and whether you want it to be true or not. Do you see this? I'll, I'll explain it this way. You know this. If you hear news that's not good, you hope it's, yeah, everybody, you hope it's not true. Just common sense. You don't have to think about it. And vice versa, if you hear news that is good, you hope it. And so what happened to our message? What, if, if the message is good news, whenever we tell it, wouldn't there be a whole bunch of people going, oh, I hope that's true. I, I really hope that that is true. That's not what I see. I see people going, eh, it's a nice story for kids. You can't believe that. We're modern people. That's just a, you know, some kind of fairy tale. If that's what you think, you're in good company. Because <laughs> a lot of people think that. I'm just here to tell you that the people who wrote about it originally did not think that. And we need to figure that out first if we're going to be good news. So the birth of Jesus was announced as good news. So good that we call the whole story the gospel. <laughs> That means good news. And everyone would hope that it was true. And so what happened? I would say again, we happened. <laughs> we somehow have made the news of the coming of Christ not all that good for people. And so they don't even hope that it's true. And this Jesus had as part of the, like the main picture of what he was going to leave us to do on the planet in something called the, the Sermon on the Mount, maybe the most complete teaching that Jesus ever gave. Um, he said, 
I'm the light of the world. And then he followed it up quickly with this verse. In the same way that he's the light of the world, let your light shine before others that they may see your what kind of deeds? Good deeds. And glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus, I think, is, is saying here, you are the way that people are going to hear about me. And if you're not good news, I'm not good news. If, if you're, and, and, and let them see your good deeds. So there's a show and tell about the message that we bring. There's often needs to be a showing before a telling, right? That's why we say as a church, we're the hands and feet of Jesus, not just the mouth. We need both. But sometimes we need to show and then tell. And that's, that's our job as followers of Jesus. And so we'll, we'll come all the way back around to this question that I'll keep asking. Are you, am I, are we good news to anybody? <laughs> and how would we know? And is it a, a worthwhile goal? I would believe it is. And there's the next two pieces of the message that the angels proclaim. Give us a little barometer. Like if you want to do a um, introspection on how will I know if I'm good news or not? Like if everybody leaves the room whenever you walk in, that's a bad sign. But assuming that that doesn't happen, how, how would you know? What, what, are the, what are the pieces that we would look for in our actions and our words that would make us good news as we represent the Christmas story. Well, it, it gives us two pieces. Um, do we cause great joy? And is it for all people? Let's look at both of those. Um, causes great joy. We sang a lot about joy this morning. Joy to the world. There's joy in the house of the Lord. And, and that word joy is a Greek word, kara. And it's the same word we get the word grace from. Charis is grace. Kara is joy. Remember, grace, the grace of God, is a gift. It's the gift that you can't give to yourself. You know how some, uh, you know, things, you're like, just let me buy my own gift. <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> you can put your name on it if you want. <laughs> That's not grace. Grace is exactly what you can never provide for yourself that only comes from God. It is a gift. And it, it is explained here, the angel says, it will produce, the message uh, is going to produce great joy because the message is a Savior's been born. Someone is here to give you a gift of grace that you could never give yourself. And so what else would it pr produce in you other than joy? Um, how many of you saw the story of the guy who fell off the cruise ship? Some of you see that? Yeah. Um, I shouldn't laugh. He's okay. I, I didn't start with that at the first service. People were a little on edge. Um, yeah, he fell off this cruise ship. I think it was a Carnival cruise line. And, it, and they didn't know. Nobody knew. And so the ship like just kept going. And something like you know, more than 12 hours later, he's still bobbing like in the Gulf of Mexico 
And his tanker finds him. You can actually, find, you can actually, I keep laughing. I shouldn't laugh. He's okay. Did I say that part? Um, he, there's a video from the tanker of him like bobbing. It's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. And um, what would be more bizarre is he was saved. He, it, sometimes we throw the term saved around um, and it uh, sounds normal. It sounds pedestrian or something like that. Um, let me tell you, this fella knew what it meant to be saved. <laughs> I think he was a few minutes, you know, he had hypothermia, he was uh, severely dehydrated, all, all these things. It, he was not going to make it unless somebody did for him what he could not do for himself. And he was saved. Now, what would you say if his first question was, what happened to my unlimited drink package on the Carnival Cruise? <laughs> You'd be like, I don't think that matters anymore, man. That's a, that's a bad question. That doesn't, right? You're like, that's probably how you fell in the first place, right? Um, or, or if he said, how's my hair look? You'd be like, what is wrong with you? And, and so if we understood the grace of the gift that you cannot provide for yourself, that has been given to you, what else would it produce other than joy that, wouldn't, that no one could take away? They go, oh, look at your hair. You go, I was a dead man. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> good grief. And, and, and so the good news of the gospel is not that bad people can become better. It's that people who had no hope now have hope. No hope, hope. And that should produce joy. That's the message that the angels proclaimed. Um, we've, we've talked about um, joy from time to time. And, you know, joy is not happiness, right? Happiness is uh, circumstantial. And when circumstances go better, you are more happy. When they go poorly, you're less happy in, in general. Joy is not that at all. Joy is the spiritual buoyancy. Let's keep going with the bobbing picture. <laughs> that, that it is something that, regardless of the waves, keeps you afloat, even when the circumstances are terrible. You're, you're not sunk. That's, that's joy. And, and I'll, I'll use it in another way as, as well. It's a, it's a spiritual um, ground note. It's a, it's a spiritual tethering. Um, I, I wish I had a better word. Somebody will tell me after the sermon. It, but it is, it is this, uh, there's, there's a German word that Martin Luther used to use um, that's maybe the only German word I know. Gesundheit, I guess, is one I would say. But this sounds exactly like that. That's the only reason I remembered it. Um, the word is geworfenheit. <laughs> I know, sounds German, right? And it means this. It means thrownness. It means being just like hurled around. Anybody ever feel like that? Yeah. And, and what Luther said and, and what the scripture teaches is that joy is like this 
tether. It's like this spiritual tethering. It's, it's, it's like this ground note underneath all of the whatever's going on that keeps you where you need to be, that, uh, that doesn't, doesn't uh, go away when the waves get big. And, and it also, so it means that when things are going lousy, you're going to be all right. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be all right. It also means when things are going great, you can be aware of things that aren't great and you can suffer with people. It it means I can put my happiness on hold and enter your pain because I have joy. That's so critical. And, And the angel says the good news causes great joy. That's what it does. So I'm going to ask you the question again. Are you good news? Do you provide great joy? If the message doesn't cause great joy, we've boogered up the news. Would you agree? Yeah. And man, have we boogered, not just we, uh, but in general, we have boogered up some news. <laughs> we, we have qualified the news. Well, it's only good if this and this and this. Or we have exclusified the news. That's not even a word. I made that up. But we've made it exclusive to some group. Uh, We've Americanized and culturalized and externalized and politicized so that it doesn't produce any joy. That people don't hope it's true. That's not good. And you know why it's not good? Grace is the irreplaceable ingredient of good news. If there's no grace, it's not good. All right, last one. Uh, Good news of great joy that will cause great joy for who? All people. I said this the other day that uh, in the Greek, all means all. It's all it means. (laughs) It means like every person. And grace for some is not good news. It's exclusivity. Um, Remember, grace is the gift you can't give yourself, and so a gift for some is not good news for all. It's the problem with a naughty and nice list, right? That Think how crazy this is. In our culture, many people have adopted the naughty and nice list and replaced it for good news, and they think that that's the way God works. You're just going to look at, does your naughty exceed your nice, or does your nice exceed your naughty? That's crazy, and that's not good news, and that's not grace, and it's not for all people. The message of Christmas was good news that causes great joy for all people. Here I go again. Are you good news? Do you want to be? I do. And so what if we this Christmas, decided we're going to work at least as hard on putting the Christ back in us as the Christ back in Christmas. (laughs) And that will be good news to anybody who's listening or watching. Let's do that together. Uh, We're going to end this service um, by, um, we're going to do something fun. Um, and, And the way I picture it is that you're going to convince yourself that you can be good news. Because some of you are like, I don't know, a long way to go. <laughs> My spouse tells me all the time. 
that you can be good news. Because here's why. Because God doesn't just save you and then leave you. God saves you and then enters you. (laughs) It's not just Jesus for you. It's the Holy Spirit in you. You can be good news. I want you to talk yourself into that. Let's pray. Jesus, uh, you have come and lived and died and rose again. And that is good news. Forgive me for giving off any other message that doesn't produce great joy for all people. That's our prayer. Um, Start with me. Make me good news. Convince me I can be it. I pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. This message was a part of the ministry of Crossroads Community Church. To support Crossroads and make more messages like this available, you can click Give Now in the description below. And to find out more information on all of Crossroads Ministries, go to crossroads140.com. If you enjoyed the message today, don't forget to follow us or subscribe to our channel. And we hope to see you again soon.